Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Sarkhan Speaks, Jared and Bob here. Um, I, I have a feeling that the theme of this episode is just going to be everything is retarded. Uh, I don't know if that's going to end up being the title or not, but... Uh, isn't, that, isn't that just society? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to kick it off, I think this is pretty good. Um, I want to preface, right? I don't know if it's true. Um, I haven't done any real legwork. Um, and every bone in my body is telling me that it's fake. Um, but I mean, it's 2024, man. You, you don't know. You don't know anymore. So I'm going to start with this tweet that I literally just saw like five minutes before he came on here. So it's from an account. So I, I did a small leg work, right? So it's from an account called the U.S. Ministry of Truth on Twitter, and it's a blue check mark. Um, that account is um, not a legitimate U.S. fucking government affiliate at all. It's a it's not parody or satire, but it's it's slanted political opinion. Um, if I don't know if you remember this, but some people out there might remember like maybe like a year or may, at this point, it could be two, three years ago. There was discussions around creating a uh, they didn't call it the Ministry of Truth, but people on the right called it the Ministry of Truth because I think um, either Soviet Russia or Nazi Germany had like a ministry of truth or something. There was, there was some sort of ties there at some point, but you know, it was during COVID or like shortly there after COVID when the government was like, Oh, we need to like create a, an organization that's going to combat misinformation and make sure that people have the correct information and that we don't go through what we just went through with all those anti-vaxxers and all that shit. Um, so because I don't know if you remember that, but that's a side tangent. This U.S. Ministry of Truth, it's it's fake. Like it's a, it's a play on that. So this account is a politically slanted to the right account. Um, but they posted something that they attributed as a quote from the IRS. So I clicked on like the at IRS news. And that's the actual IRS, right? So that's about as far as my legwork went, right? Because I, like I said, I I just saw this a couple minutes ago, um, so we didn't actually look through the the official IRS Twitter to see if something like this existed. But let me get to the actual tweet for you. Um, so it comes just in: President Biden announces tax incentives for families willing to take in slave, and then there's like a dash, like he was about to say slave, but he's changed to migrants in a new quote, housing for labor initiative. So then the second paragraph here says, and this is in quotations attributed to the at IRS news, which is a real legitimate IRS Twitter account. So again, I don't know if it is if something like this exists on their Twitter, but they're this fake account or not fake. It's re, it's re, obviously real, but um, it's slanted political account is attributing the following quote to the real IRS. You can now apply to keep a migrant in your home in exchange for cooking, cleaning, picking crops, and landscaping. 
picking crops. It literally said picking crops. It says picking crops. And that's what really makes me believe that it's not real. Um, and then it says via at IRS news. Um, and this is okay. IRS that's federal. It's not state. I was going to say like, are we going to start talking about the cotton trade in Massachusetts? <laughs> but so, it's, it's federal. So I guess that doesn't really work. So this is what I mean. This has to be fake. There, there's no it can't way. Be. The, 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 the picking crops. Yeah. It, it, it has to be fake. However, the fact that we can have a discussion about whether or not this is something that's real or fake is mind blowing. Well, there because is something is, similar. It's going on in Massachusetts right now. Yeah. Isn't there someone in Brookline? Wasn't there like a feature? Yep. Someone in Brookline has uh, what she called a Haitian couple, yet they were speaking Spanish. Yeah. I thought that was odd. Because last I checked, I didn't know Haitians Haitian spoke Creole. Spanish. Yeah. I mean, we grew up with a lot of Haitians in Medford, and I don't think any of them spoke Spanish. No, actually, I think they would go as far as out of their way to make sure that they don't speak Spanish because that would confuse them with Dominicans. And I don't think the Haitians and Dominicans want to be confused with each other. Yeah, yeah. And I did see some Twitter comments uh, like underneath that video being like, well, they share an island with the with the Dominican Republic, so they probably um, speak Spanish. I'm fairly certain it's like French Canada. And yeah, and at the risk of sounding like that fucking white asshole that's like oh i have a black friend type of thing like like i said we grew up with a lot of haitians the medford massachusetts population in you know from the 90s and early 2000s through you know 2010 right when i graduated high school you were a little bit before that but through like the 90s through let's call it 2010 there was a very large haitian population in the city that we spent the first 18 years of our lives in. And I know a lot of Haitian. I'm still friends. I'm very good friends with one of them. Shout out to Tony, uh, Tony Lewis. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I doubt he listens to the show, but um, I still talk to him very frequently. We played football together. I consider him a, still a close friend. Um, I haven't seen him in person in a while, but we still keep in touch. So like none of them, not one of them, to my knowledge, spoke Spanish. Same with the Brazilians. None of them spoke Spanish. They all spoke yeah. Portuguese. Yeah, all Brazilians speak Portuguese. <laughs> so like that, tw those Twitter comments that are like, well, it's, uh, they share an island. They probably speak it too. And it's like, ah, I don't know, uh, man. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm sure no. some of them, right? You can't sit here and say yeah, Okay, because there's bilingual people everywhere. Yeah, you can't say 0% of Haitians speak Spanish. That's absurd. Like That's an absurd claim. But I don't know. Most of the ones in Medford that, I, that we encountered didn't speak Spanish. <laughs> no. So... Yeah, that was odd. But to your point, yes, there was a, yes. a, a legitimate news story by like NBC Boston that a uh, an older white woman in Brookline uh, invited this Haitian family, alleged Haitian family into her house. And she literally said the statement on the news. It's like having a personal chef. She uttered those words in that exact order. It's like having a personal chef. Now, 
Well, this, I mean, was there probably like, more to it and the editing, right, from the newsreel, whatever, kind of did or dirty? Sure, yeah, you can make that argument, right? But it's certainly, like, it's kind of an odd thing to say and then an odd thing in the editing process to just kind of, like, have it be that. <laughs> well, no, this it's because it's, it's an odd thing altogether because... If you're going to invite someone into your house and they're not going to pay you rent, then they're generally would because no one does anything that like no one is that good for like the kindness of their heart. No, no one is. No, unless you're going to stay at the fucking convent or a fucking <laughs> monastery or something. Yeah, yeah. No one's just going to invite you into their home. Just because they're nice people, right? White people in Massachusetts definitely are not inviting you into your into their house just because they're nice people. They want something in return. So if even you're if not the paying, something is as simple as like, cleaning, like well, yeah, I was gonna say even simpler than that at the fucking stupid wives club that you know she can this whatever the woman can uh, can brag to her friends right like like what, social yeah, whatever it is like it could be as simple as that like they they're they're looking for something out of it. I agree with you. And they want other people to also take these people in. Now, again, if there's nothing financial, I still don't understand it because if there's nothing financial, but there has to be something financial. And uh, it's going to it's going to actually come back to backfire because I don't understand how it works completely. But. Uh, I know a developer or like by proxy a developer who uh, in some of these communities where they're bringing people in and the hotels are full of whoever, well, they're like, well, these people should be allowed to vote. They live here. He goes, you're fucking a right. They should be allowed to vote. They fucking live here. Make them citizens. And then I can fucking do all types of fucking real estate development like he goes i'll have so much fucking low income housing in this fucking town that you'll all fucking <laughs> you guys will go nuts he goes i won't even fucking open it up to regular it'll all be yeah low income and it'll be exempt from inspection whatever he goes i'll go up as fucking high as i want um <laughs> he goes oh the town says three stories not anymore because you have x amount of people like it like it's it's Right, because you're providing that, homes for uh, low income people, so. but it's it has to do with po it's like population based. So right, right, it's one of those things like where like I mean I know this is more statewide than townwide. It's like oh, give them driver's licenses and let them vote. Yeah, sure, no problem, nothing wrong there, right? Nope. Now you're now they're residents, and when right. you hit a certain population of a certain amount of people in a certain amount of area, the rules fucking change. Right. And then you can just fucking, if you know what you're doing, you can either use it to your advantage or you just sue the fuck out of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. So any, everyone's always going to be trying to get something out of this. So for whatever reason, they want these people here. And they being government or local, federal, state, I whatever. Mean, Governor Healy has come out and said, you know, it would be nice if people would invite them into their homes. Yep. 
Like the so governor of the state. Has... You've effectively just created, and especially with the news being like, oh my God, like look at all the help you can have in your home. Yeah. You effectively just created slavery. Yeah. So that's what I was getting at. So this Twitter, uh, this tweet, <laughs> this tw this Twitter thing. No, it's it's a tweet. Um, so this tweet, right, from the the fake U.S. Ministry of Truth, where it says, you can now apply to keep a migrant in your home in exchange for cooking, cleaning, picking crops, and landscaping, and all that stuff. Landscaping, people, too. Yeah, I know. There's people <laughs> in the replies to this being like, did this guy just say, I can own a slave? Uh, smells a lot like indentured servitude. Uh, so is at POTUS bringing back slavery? What could possibly go wrong? Uh, wow, Democrats really did get mad when they had their slaves taken away. Now they're trying to bring them back. <laughs> ah, the return of slavery. Biden brings back indentured servitude on a Friday. Hell yeah. Am I being punked? Am I being punked? <laughs> Wait, so we're bringing slavery back and the government's paying for it? Who knew? Sounds like modern day slavery to me. So like all of these comments are all... Hey, man, this doesn't seem right. Which, again, it has to be fake. I don't I, I refuse to believe that that's real. Um, but if it is, my God, what well, the fuck? So whether that that specific language is real or not, it is real. We saw a news article. Yeah. And well, if the, the, if the, the woman in the woman this, in Brookline's doing it, then this specific tweet was about um, getting uh, tax relief. Like, there's now tax benefits for it, right? So, I don't know if that's actually true. What we do know, like, you, I, I agree with you. Yes. Well, obviously, we do know that the situation is real and it is happening, right? A la the woman in Brookline and the governor of Massachusetts. Um, but I we don't know if you know, the president has come out and said there will be tax exemptions for people that that let these people into their homes. I bet you it's there somewhere. It's just no one's going to actually investigate the tax code. Yeah, I mean, it's potential. Because right? that's one especially. Like, they could have absolutely just fucking sent that one through. Yeah. I was like, let's not mention this one. Yeah. But we'll put it out to all tax professionals, whatever. Because I wouldn't be surprised because there's got to be something, right? Yeah, to your original point a few minutes ago, like there has to be some sort of benefit, right? Like there needs to be something that you're going to receive in exchange for letting someone from a different country <laughs> live in your house, right? This isn't someone from like, North Carolina that got hit by a hurricane and like, you know, there's people inland in the state or like in Virginia or something that are allowing these people to live in their ho their homes, right? Or like, God forbid, there was a massive fucking earthquake somewhere and like the whole southeastern United States just like went underwater and it's like, oh, well, if anybody anywhere can help these out people out, there are fellow Americans, right? Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like come, you know, I, I me personally, I wouldn't do it, but you know, I could I could easily see plenty of people being like, yeah, sure. Come stay with me. I got extra space. I got whatever, you know. These people are from an another American country. Want, why would an American want to help another American? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but like these people are from another country, right? They do not. 
and not that this matters, but they don't speak the same language, which where it does matter is obviously there's the language barrier, right? So like communication becomes extremely difficult. Um, so again, it's not like your, you know, your neighbor lost power, right? A tree fell down in uh, in your neighbor's yard and ripped down their power lines and they lost power, but you still have power. So you invite them next door, right? Like this is someone that is from a different country, has different cultural values. They don't speak the same language. Like this is this is a this is a big thing, right? And to receive nothing just doesn't really no, seem happening. like it makes sense. No, no way. And like, you know, maybe you and I are both just extremely cynical, which I mean, I think we are. <laughs> but um well, there no needs way. to be something. There there's needs no to be way. something. There is a literal 0% chance that these people, like that woman in, literally impossible. (laughs) There's no way that that woman in Brookline's doing that shit for free. Yeah. Now, the only, the only thing, I guess it's like, again, you can have like the slave labor, I guess we'll call it. Yeah. You get the free labor in exchange for the, for the housing. So it's like, maybe but like that's the exchange even if it's not if it's not actual money but i won't i won't buy for one second that they're asking you to open your home up to people and they're not paying you there's no i i'm not believing that for one second yeah i mean they were paying the hotels yeah but i guess the hotels that that's a that's a kind of a complicated situation what's going on like with that because now, like, the hotel chains are starting to be like, all right, well, if you're not booking rooms, like, you're not a Holiday Inn anymore. Like, we'll pull our fucking name off the building. Yeah, so that's a real thing. So there there was a uh, hotel in North Attleboro on Route 1 that I drive by every single day that was housing migrants. And it was a Best Western and they took like effectively a giant black trash bag, right? And put it over the sign. Like it's a massive sign. So I know it's not a trash bag, but there was a a big black plastic bag, right? Effectively. All the tarp. Yeah. That went over the sign and was tied off. And it happened, I don't know, probably around like August-ish, August, September, uh, and then I found out from Mary like three weeks ago, shout out to Mary, uh, loyal listener, a uh, friend of the show, um, that they moved all the migrants from North Attleboro to Norwood. And magically, a week after she told me that, guess what came off the sign of the Best Western? The big black tarp. And now it's magically back uh, best western again <laughs> well, and that's, so that's and a that's, real thing they've been doing that and that's part of the like again you need to you need to be smarter than i am but if it's not a hotel and they're not staying in a hotel then technically that's long-term housing so if they're staying long term technically speaking they're they're residents of the town and right. again like by population, like your zoning changes and your other shit change, like 
Yeah. Both in terms of like their eligibility for schools and public works and public services and also people's ability to exploit it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Somehow we've gone 160 years in reverse. Yeah. And we thought it was like just funny. About 160. When they were talking about like, you know, making separate bathrooms and water fountains. Like we were laughing at that. What was that like a year and a half ago? We were like, oh, that's hilarious. It's like fucking segregation. We did a whole, we did a whole podcast episode on, or at least half an episode on like we're going in reverse, right? So we're like resegregating everything. And now it's like we've gone past that. Now we're reverting to slavery. We're, yeah, we've gone even further back. Yeah. But you ask the people on the left, and they're like, oh no, this is this is great. You're like the woman in Brookline. Oh, I have a personal chef. Let's go okay. You know, I we don't know again, we don't know if this is real, but according to the IRS, there's someone that can pick your crops and fucking do your I was say, like, that's the thing. It's it's like, what if I just went and got, what if I just went and grabbed a homeless guy and go, Yeah, do you want to come live with me? You can still do drugs. And like, yeah, sure. I go, do you know how to cook? He goes, yeah, I know how to cook. I go, you're going to be my fucking chef. Yeah, I can cook. And if, you, and if you don't fucking cook for me, I'm kicking you out. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. That's a homeless American. But if you do right. with a fucking illegal immigrant, it's cool. Right. I don't know. I, I'll never understand it. I. St- yeah. That'll be like to my fucking grave. I will never understand it. Yeah, it's it's just a it's a very strange fucking wild situation. Um, talking about strange and wild situations and continuing, like I said at the very beginning of this episode, said the theme of this episode is everything is retarded. Um, so this is a funny one. Uh, it requires a little bit of like uh, you had to go back and see what happened as everything kind of came out. So I'll run through like how it happened in real life and then I'll 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 do the reverse. So in real life, uh, I think it, this was like maybe Thursday-ish, like it was the, towards the end of last week. There was um there was some like announcement, right? That was like kind of like super secretive, sly announcement whatever that there was a potential national security threat on the horizon. But like the the congressman who put it out there was like, oh, I can't talk about it. But like, it's 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 like imminent or whatever. And it's like- What an asshole. That's like a fucking second grade thing. Yeah. I know something. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You're a fucking child. Oh, I have a secret, but I can't tell you. But I'm going to tell you about that. I know the secret. Yeah. So you're on top of being an asshole, whatever. So then come to find out he he like released a, a, another little piece of uh, information and said, or someone like asked him a question and said, well, it has to do with Russia. And people are like, okay, like what's the national security threat with Russia? And he was like, well... You know, I can't really tell you like we need to, you know, and he called on Congress to uh, like declassify 
like certain information so that he could bring it to the public and be like the white knight and like save the day and tell everyone that like what's going on. Well, somebody found out what the information was and they leaked it and come to find out this, this wild nationals, imminent national security threat that has to do with Russia pertained to Russia putting nukes in space. Now, you might be sitting there being like, this sounds a lot like Austin Powers. <laughs> well, yeah. Also, too, I think the rule of thumb, I think we've talked about it on the on the show before. The rule of thumb is anytime something goes to space, uh, that's how you know, like, it's jump the shark. It's fucking trite. Like, wh- whatever, whatever. It took, it took James Bond a long time to come back after he yeah. went to space. <laughs> yeah. Once something goes to space, right? Like the the movie, like the horror movie Leprechauns, like they did Leprechauns in space. Like that. Like once you take a, a franchise to space, uh, you're cooked. You're done. It's, it's, there's no more, right? So, um, so you might be sitting there being like, well, what's the fucking point if Russia puts nukes in space because they already have nukes on the ground? So if they wanted to fire a nuke at us, they could just do it. They don't need to have it in space. They can just do it from the ground that currently exists. So, And there's also rumors that they have um, hypersonic missiles, which we allegedly don't have a defense for which i don't believe in a fucking second that we don't okay. have a, we, no we, way. we don't have a defense for something not a chance yeah yeah and it's like well you know i don't know we don't think we or we don't have hypersonic capability it's like yeah bullshit we probably had hypersonic capability fucking 20 years ago pal like you're just not in the know right <laughs> like and if even if you you are and you do know you're lying about it so obviously we have the fucking defenses around so don't give me that bullshit like well i don't know russia has hypersonic missiles our defense systems can't defend against that yeah okay we have defense systems for it all right don't 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 fucking play me for a dumb dumb here um <clears throat> so the uh so that's what that's, that's I lost my train of thought, but like they can uh, they can just fire fucking rockets whenever they want and have a nuke on it. So why the fuck is it a, a big deal that they're going to put nukes in space? And someone goes, well, they can blow up satellites. And then I didn't respond because it's, it's Twitter. Right. And I'm just reading comments to what other people are saying. And it's like, yeah, if Russia really wanted to blow up satellites like the United States owned satellites, they could just fire regular missiles at it and do it that way. There's no need to fire a nuke at a satellite that's like the textbook definition of overkill right and then like and then on top of that you're literally just guaranteeing world war three right because there's going to be nuclear fallout from space that's going to come down to earth so whatever fucking was underneath that satellite whether it was argentina or australia or china or whatever or the fucking pacific ocean like whatever was underneath that is going to catch all the nuclear fallout and uh, it's just going to be like a whole thing. It's just dumb. It's just really fucking dumb. Like the whole thing. Well, Russia has nukes in space or they're going to put nukes in space. Okay. So that's your big national security thing, right? That comes out at the end of last week. Well, the lasers. next. Yeah. Lasers. Sharks with lasers on their freaking heads. So. The next day. 
it comes out and I forget who on Twitter I saw this from. Um, I didn't save it either, unfortunately, but I just, I wrote it down. So what happened was I think Tuesday, like Monday or Tuesday, like early in last week, there was a bill put forward in Congress to continue funding Ukraine. I think it was like another like $95 billion or something that was going to go to Ukraine. And the House Republicans said, no, fuck that. We're not voting for that. So it 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 died, right? It didn't get passed. Two days later, there's a mysterious leak of information pertaining that Russia is a is posing a national security threat. And the what this person did in their tweet was the whole point of that releasing that information was to kind of like rile up the United States population, like the common folk, to be like, oh, well, no, we need to fund Ukraine now because Ukraine needs the money to fight Russia because Russia's bad. And if we don't do something, if we don't ha- help the Ukraine defeat Russia, Russia is there's an imminent a- a- attack national security threat coming to us against Russia. And I saw the, like that again, I forget who the person was, but they laid it out in like a bunch of tweets on Friday. It, it, whether it was like Thursday, that, that was Thursday. And then he put this on Friday or Wednesday, Thursday, doesn't matter. It was like the next day. And I was like, oh, wow, that makes so much fucking sense. And continues with the theme of everything is retarded, right? And it's like, or they think, well, most people are, but you know, politicians think that like people are just dumb, right? It's like all it took was someone to put that on Twitter about that. Yeah. All it took was someone smart on Twitter who had an inside beat to put something out there. And that thread had like tens of thousands of views, right? If not like a hundred thousand, like, so a ton of people have seen it, a ton of people like myself. And now a ton of people are like, Oh, well, you're full of shit. Like the Republicans didn't support your your bill to fund the Ukraine. So then you come up with this bullshit story that there's a national security threat from Russia in hopes that people will now want to fund Ukraine. Like this is dumb. Like this is the dumbest shit ever. And also like I, you talk like insidious doesn't even really do it justice. Like that's that's just it's just flat out evil like to do shit like that are you fucking surprised no but this is what politicians do it's just way more fucking trans i don't even want to say it's more transparent uh transparent's not the right word uh just more reported more obvious yeah we hear about it more often we hear that's what i'm trying to say we hear about it more often yeah, they were always like this fucking politicians like when they were all owned by the fucking mobs and mafias. You think it was any fucking better? Oh, well, I, honestly, it probably was probably was they because because the mob accomplished certain things and the mobs and the mafias were concerned with like local politics, like general dynamics and Boeing and fucking Lockheed Martin and all these companies. They don't give a shit about like people at a local level. But I mean, that's the one thing you can't, you got to say about like the mob back in the day, like they took care of the people in their neighborhoods, 
right? They they might have shaken down the fucking convenience store owner for some money because he was light every now and then. But for the most part, like if someone, if some new person came and like fucked with a convenience store owner, right? They would be like, no, 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 that he's my guy to fuck with. He's not yours to fuck with. And then they would handle the threat. So, you know, it's kind of fucked up and it's not ideal, right? Bronx you don't tale. Yeah, yeah, it literally yeah, the, ba- the, the bar tale. owner would the bar owner would have been paying yeah. Sonny, whatever the taxes. Yeah. And then in exchange, when you need them to fucking kill or they didn't kill anybody. When you need them to fuck some people up, they do it. Right. Right. No questions asked. Right. So it's like, you know, in a way, <laughs> getting rid of the mobs kind of like open the door for these massive corporations to step in instead. And they don't give a shit about local people. Right. Like I said, the mobs gave a shit about the local, like the town, you know, and all that shit. So, I mean, everyone always talks about El Chapo, El Chapo, this, he's a bad guy that he did great fucking things for Medellin. Like the people that lived in Medellin fucking worship the ground that he walked on because he fucking took care of those people. So, I mean, obviously, yes, he was a bad person and he sold a ton of drugs and killed people and all that shit. But from like, you know, there's some benefit from it, right? Some people got a benefit. Who gets the benefit from General Dynamics and Lockheed Martin? The CEOs of those companies, right? Like, no one at the local level gets any sort of benefit like they would have from the mob or the cartels even, right? So you're going to tell me, like, if I had to choose, right, do I want to be in a government that's controlled by cartels, the mob, or corporations? I'll take the mob. Because at least they, they're they going to help somebody. <laughs> Plus, you're dealing with humans in that case. Right, right, exactly. And the mob doesn't get rich off of fucking world wars, like the the military industrial complex. They get rich off of facilitating wars all over the world. So the mob just fucking, you know, back in the day, they controlled the sale of alcohol. Maybe they sold little drugs here and there. Some of them didn't like drugs, right? The uh, the Corleones, they they didn't like the drug. Oh, they didn't want the drugs. No, they didn't want drugs. So, you know, you get folks like that too, but hey, this all of oil and gambling business. <laughs> Should we get in the olive oil business? Uh, I think it's too late for that. <laughs> Have you seen though, that the olive oil business is like wicked corrupt? Because the mobs that still exist in Italy actually like run the olive oil trade yeah, and they so, cut it with like f- other fake oils. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me one bit. No, no. It's funny because the whole trend started because of like a health craze, like the fitness people started realizing like, Oh, this olive oil is bad because it's not pure olive oil. And then I think like some investigative journalist probably like saw that, looked into it more, and then found out that like the Italian mafia, like the actual living in Italy Italian mafia, not your fucking, you know, Giuseppe Sanfilippo who lives in fucking Rhode Island that thinks he's Tony Soprano mafia, like the real fucking live in Italy speaking Italian (laughs) 
because <laughs> you know people in Italy speak Italian. No, Italian's not a language. <laughs> yeah, Italian's Italian is a language. Um, like they they are fucking controlling the olive oil trade. Is Sicily a big olive oil producer? Because that place is fucking corrupt as all hell. It is. Yeah. I think it's most of them, to be honest, because I know a lot of the olives are actually um, in Greece, too. <clears throat> but it's def it's for sure southern Italy, because northern Italy is, is too cold. Or doesn't have the not that it's too cold, but it doesn't have the preferred climate. Right. So southern Italy and Sicily are the big uh, olive producers. But yeah, I mean Sicily is fucking. It's where the Coleones were from. <laughs> it's where everyone wants to be from. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm Sicilian. Okay, pal. Whatever you say. Poverty and crime ridden. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, until fucking Francis Ford Coppola made a movie, no one wanted to be Sicilian. Exactly. Yeah. Um. All right. What else is retarded that we have here? Me. Yes, I am retarded. Uh, oh, here's a good one. Before we wrap things up, um, I saw this the other day. This is fucking retarded. Boston. Good old Boston uh, is considering adding a congestion fee in order to reduce traffic. What is a congestion fee, you might ask? Well, that is where you need to pay $15 in order to enter the city of Boston via car. This was proposed by city councilor. Tanya Fernandez Anderson. She said that Boston consistently ranks among the top 10 cities in the country for worst traffic. And by charging people $15 to enter the city, it would reduce the traffic. She goes, the vast numbers of vehicles entering our city can also negatively impact the quality of life of our residents. Um, I have a couple words for you, city councilor, Tanya Fernandez Anderson. Uh, they are go and fuck and yourself. Um, you dumb bitch. Imagine wanting to charge people $15 just to drive into Boston. New York's trying to do that. Yeah. New York is also trying retarded. To, trying to drive into Manhattan, I think. New York it is also a city where like it doesn't make sense why you would want to drive there. Right? Like at least Boston, it's a pain in the ass, right? But you can drive through Boston. It sucks. I understand. You cannot drive through Manhattan. It you you can't. Never been. Yeah, it's dumb. So now Boston wants to charge people 15 bucks to come in, which will never work. What about an Uber? That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, so. And then where, where do we draw the line on quote unquote Boston? Exactly. Yeah. 
Because if so, I'm going to go, if I'm going to go to Stop and Shop in Hyde Park, which is about three minutes and fifteen seconds from my house, is that a fifteen dollar charge? What if I'm not going and staying? What if I'm just driving through? Because to get to Dedham, I got to drive through Hyde Park. Does that count? Right. Right. Yeah, I don't know how they would differentiate there. So it seems like they have some logistical issues. The Mass GOP chairperson, Amy Carnavale says that the measure is unfair to people that can't work from home. And also many people drive to Boston for cancer treatments and that would put an even bigger strain on them, which bravo, Amy Carnavale, because I didn't even think of that. Boston is quite literally the number one medical hub in the entire world, not the state, not the country, the whole fucking world, right? All 8 billion people in the world Boston is number one when it comes to like health and treatment and pharmaceuticals and, and healthcare, whatever, like hospital care, whatever it might be. Boston number one. So people are going to come into the city for whatever medical treatment procedure they might need. You're going to charge them 15 bucks too, right? This will never work. It'll also never work because for certain people, right? They let's take me, for example, right? Like my job, I'm not required to go into Boston because my office isn't in Boston. However, I have clients that are in Boston and in Cambridge, right? All over. So I frequently have to go there when we have clients that are there. Now, like, so again, my company's a little different because like we we have mileage and expenses because we travel a little bit. So like I would push, right, especially being in in the position I'm in, I would push for of that $15 charge to be an expense. Right? Like we should be able to charge that expense. So now that charge gets passed on to either my company or my client and their company and they're going to pay for it, right? So if Which companies that that'll work if companies have to start paying for this, you better fucking believe this isn't going to work, right? Because again, we just talked about companies and corporations with Lockheed and Boeing, like they have all the power, right? Mm -hmm. If uh, what's well, like one of the biggest fucking companies in, in Boston, um, I don't know, Liberty Mutual is there. The, pick a big bank, right? Fidelity Bank, right? They're, they have a, their headquarters in Boston. You're going to tell me that they're just going to be okay with having to pay an expense of $15 per employee that has to come in there? Or if they had a, you know, if they had a third party or an outside vendor contractor come in, they're just going to be okay cuz they're theoretically like their actual employees might not be able to charge that expense cuz you don't get to charge expenses for like your trip into work, right? Like we've we've done that song and dance here before when I talked about people with, oh, how come I don't get mileage or this or that or whatever? It's like, you don't get paid mileage to go to work, like to drive to your office every day. So like, but for vendors and contractors that need to come in, that get to charge expenses to the client, they're just going to charge the expense. They're, oh, it's 15 bucks. Every time you want me to come into your site, it's 15 bucks. They're going to be like, yeah, absolutely not. And they're going to pay somebody <laughs> in fucking 
the state politics in the state house to fucking crush that bill. Yeah, and I just don't know how it like I don't I don't know how it works. It's like okay, you want me to take an Uber into Boston? Like, is that gonna cost me like my Uber fees and fifteen on top of it? And then it's like, well, where in Boston are we talking? Like, where's the line? Right. Yeah, and how do they enforce it? Is it like uh like the easy pass thing? Right, like, how are they going to have cameras everywhere that snap the Easy Pass? Yeah, probably transponder. They, they pay by plate. Yeah. So it's just, it, and then the other thing too, right? That's a, that someone else came as a defense um, was this will never work, particularly in Boston, because the MBTA is unreliable. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> because theoretically, right, what you're trying to do is you're forcing people to use public transportation by charging them money to drive their car into the city. But the MBTA is not reliable enough to do that. <laughs> because then again, these companies, right, these large companies, whether it's Bank of America or fucking you know, any pick any company on State Street, right, in the financial district, like, you know, they're going to be like, well, half my fucking accounting department didn't come in today or showed up an hour and a half late because- The orange line's on fire again. Because the orange line's on fire and this retarded fucking councilman from the city or the state or whoever is going to charge them $15 to come in. So they they lost incentive to drive into work like a normal person and they're relying on the T and the orange line caught on fire again. So now, like I said, half my accounting department is out today. And we have end of end of month reporting to do, right? So that's all it takes, right? Is that one instance for again, like what a pick pick whatever massive fucking company you want. I don't think an AT&T doesn't have a a big a big presence in Boston, but like literally fucking any of them. Facebook, I think Facebook is there now. Pick any of the big massive pharmaceutical companies, right? Right off of 93, you can see Bristol Myers Squibb, right? But right by the bridge. Uh Santa Fe's over there. Um, I think GlaxoSmithKline is over there. Like pick any of those companies, right? Or entire vaccine department <laughs> couldn't make it in today, or only three people could because they live in Cambridge. Everybody else. Didn't make it in. It's like, no, that's this shit is not gonna work. It doesn't fly. So you dumb bitch. Tanya Fernandez Anderson. You're a moron. Congestion fee, paying $15 to drive into Boston. That is retarded. Like I said, this show it has a theme. <laughs> this particular episode. <laughs> So that being said, you want to wrap things up? We can wrap this up. Uh, I think one of you guys sent it in the Twitter chat. The idiot from California that says we need to have $50 minimum wage to uh, <laughs> cover basic living. <laughs> I think that was Vinny. $50 an hour. She act, But like th that's the thing is like there was a video of this woman who actually uttered those words. Yeah. $50 an hour. Minimum wage. Yeah, that's pretty solid. I don't really have I don't have many words to add on to that, but just like talk about just not even 
So $50 an hour times 40 hours a week times 52 weeks a year. It's $104,000 a Minimum year. wage. Minimum wage. <laughs> Minimum wage should be $104,000 a year. <laughs> Maybe in parts of California it should be. Oh, Christ. Nice state you got there. Yeah. Well, yeah, because even in California, if you make $104,000 a year, you're only taking home probably 50 or 54, right? You might keep 54 and the state's going to take 50 because it's basically a 50-50 split in California. Pretty cool. But I guess that's what happens when you live on Moron Mountain from fucking Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 so fucking wild. I heard something the other day, one of the podcasts I was listening to, where I think this is where that $50 minimum wage comes from. Was the, I forget what the topic they were talking about was, but or it was like personal um like sufficiency or like happiness or something, whatever you want to call it. But it was like if they polled by they, I don't know who, right? Like pick whatever fucking poll company is out there. They polled people. I think it was uh, making at least $250,000 a year. I think it was that they polled in, in this particular, you know, questionnaire or whatever. And they said, how much more money would you need to live comfortably and happily happily and on average the people making $250,000 a year said two to three times more than what they make right now and it's like it's really never enough right no, like i bet never. you like if you if you poll people that make a million dollars a year or 6 million dollars a year and be like, oh, you know, how much money do you need to be happy? They'd probably be like, oh, I probably another if I made like another three million a year, I'd probably be good. Like, there's just no. It's never enough, right? There's no satisfaction. There's no, whatever, because people tend to just live above their means. And so I think that's where that $50 an hour minimum wage came from because someone probably sat there and was like, oh, what would I need to live my life comfortably? Hmm, $50 an hour. That's what the minimum wage should be. And then like, then you get just you know, laughed at because that's retarded. <laughs> that's fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's... Yeah, I have no words for that. But uh, I got one more retarded thing for you for my final thought. And thankfully, we don't get monetized on YouTube because I think the amount of times we've said retarded in this episode, uh, we would probably get demonetized. But um, whatever, doesn't apply to us because we don't make money off of this anyway. <laughs> um, so the last thing I got is this weekend was the Genesis Invitational um, at the Riviera Country Club in LA. So good event, 
right? It's uh, this year. It's a signature event, so there's all the all the highest, you know, theoretically best players in the world, uh, minus those guys that are on live. Um, which I mean, quite, uh, nobody, nobody has bands. Yeah, which is quite a few of them now. <laughs> no, those are nobodies and has bands. Yeah, yeah. Um. So they're there, whatever. It's the event. It's it is what it is, right? This is less about like the actual golf thing in and of itself, and this is about something that's retarded. Jordan Spieth on Saturday uh, finishes his round. Was it was it yesterday or was it Friday? It's Friday. It was Friday. Yeah. So it it made news on Saturday, uh, but it was Friday Friday night after he finished his round. He brought his scorecard into the judge's tent afterwards and signed his scorecard and walked away. He, I think someone put out a story. He was like needed to run to the bathroom or something. So he just signed the scorecard, gave it to the judges and then ran to the bathroom. Didn't check the scorecard. Come to find out there was a discrepancy where on his scorecard, I think it was the fourth hole. He wrote down that he got a three and he really made a four or vice versa, whatever. That part of it really isn't important. The 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 actual story is that one of the holes, like I said, I think it was the fourth hole, he had the incorrect score on his scorecard. Because of that, he was disqualified from the event. In 2024, when scoring is kept a million different fucking places. It's on a scoreboard, it's on the TV, it's on the guy's scorecard, it's on your playing partner's scorecard, it's probably some other, it's it's fucking everywhere. It's in the clubhouse, everyone knows exactly what your score is. But, because golf is an antiquated, old, grumpy, old, white man sport that's a bunch of fucking assholes, well, this is the way we've done it forever. But you sign your scorecard, you make sure all your numbers are correct, you give your scorecard to the judges. If it's incorrect, you're disqualified because this is a gentleman's game and we don't treat uh, or we don't take kind to to liars here. All right, first of all, go fuck yourself. Uh, Second of all, there was these things that were invented in like 1982 um, that are like super advanced now. Uh, They're called computers. So... The fact that like someone has to still write down their numbers on a piece of paper and hand them in at the end of the round is retarded, right? Everything is on computer. Everything is kept digitally, electronically. Everyone knows what the score is. But because there was a discrepancy, now this this person is disqualified. And this has really nothing to do with like Jordan Spieth in and of itself. I like Jordan Spieth, right? But like if this was fucking Harris English, right, that this happened to, I would be just as fired up and just as mad and just as bitchy about it because it's a stupid fucking rule and it's the dumbest shit ever. A few thoughts on this. Mm. Uh, number one, golf is getting super annoying with rules and fractions. Like today was Hideki Matsuyama putting his wedge down with the fucking camera. Yeah. So we... We have a couple issues. So number one, one of my main annoyances is we have to use scorecards because 
the scoring, if the player doesn't do their own scoring, they could get fucked over because they're relying on volunteers and shot link, which is not a perfect system. That's one that's one of the arguments. So, okay. But we rely on cameras and volunteers and shit to tell me that fucking John Rahm's ball moved at the memorial that year. Right. That's not how it should be. If we're going to play by the fucking rules of golf, if his playing partners did not see it, then it did not happen. Period. Right. That's how fucking golf is supposed to work. So the scorecard thing. Originally, I'm like, this is stupid. There's no way to like fucking figure this out. So we have a P. So this. So here's my. I have a couple. I have. I have two prevailing thoughts, and they've morphed over the over the weekend. Number one, filling out your scorecard isn't that fucking hard. If you can't do it right, maybe you do deserve to be DQ'd because that's a fucking IQ test. Just fill out the fucking scorecard correctly. It's not that fucking difficult. So that's why I don't. I like at first I was like I was with you. I'm like. Well, that's stupid. Like, just because he signed for the wrong score, and it's like, yeah, but how hard is it to fill out a scorecard? It's not that hard. And a lot of these ex tour players were talking about how the system really works. There is no central scoring at a PGA Tour event. So you've got old, retired, half blind men and women out there that are like walking scores and they are wrong probably 10% of the time. So they're not keeping track. There's only one scorer per group and they can't keep up with the three guys or two if it's the weekend, whatever. And then the other option is shot link, but shot link is more so like satellite-y, but someone still has to input that stuff and they're not right there doing it. So... The PGA Tour, which they are not going to do, they would have to empl- employ scoring officials if people want this to go the way that they think it should. Now, I fucking for sure hate the idea of, well, it, 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 it's, you keep your own score. That, like, that's what you do in golf. Dude, these guys aren't playing for fucking 25 schmeckles anymore. Yeah. They're playing yeah. for millions and millions of dollars on a fucking broadcast network. Right. And to that point, right, it makes sense for someone like you or me, right? If you play in a local qualifier, you play in a tournament. Now who's going to keep there's, track? There's no TV crew. There's no one that that's holding the fucking uh, score pole, right? Yeah. The post with Stand, the board. Standard following. bearer. Like, yeah, there's no, there's none of that. So in a local event, right? Like the, like when I played, um, Pawtucket Country Club last last year. It makes complete sense that, well, actually, Pawtucket Country Club, I didn't have to turn into a scorecard. Everything was kept digitally. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's another thing. Um, but it makes sense for, like, again, someone like you, right, that plays in a Mass Am qualifier or whatever it might be. Yeah, because people aren't out there. Like I said, there's no TV crew. There's no cameras. There's no dedicated people following you around. It's just you and the guys in your group and your caddy, right? And your caddies, right? And so that makes sense. But for these guys, like you just said, making millions of dollars with or with millions of dollars on the line, 
on a national broadcast, like that that's dumb. There's there's got to be a better way. The TGA tour is too cheap to do it because you would have you would need a team because you got to remember it's not just the people you see. It's the guys that tee off at 7 a.m. Right. It's the guys that are out there shooting fucking 79 it's in the morning. Michael Kim, right? And like, although he's been playing better. <laughs> well, it's like Larry Mize at the Masters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you would need an official scorer for every player. Right. And that's why, like, I I don't, I, I so I don't know what the solution is because at the same time, Jordan Spieth, I don't know how many career events he's played in. You know how to fit you, dude. You know how to fill out a scorecard. Just fucking fill it out. And if it, and if you're really rushing through because you got to take a shit, don't fucking sign it. Yeah. Or, but this is in the, here's the other thing, because there was a story about Spieth. Uh, I don't know what event it was. A couple years ago, whatever. He just didn't fill out the scorecard during the round. Just didn't do it. <laughs> he goes, oh, I'll figure it out later. So he's sitting there, and then there's a backup on the 18th tee. He had written down exactly zero scores on the scorecard. And he's got to go back through it. I'm like, I, 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 I can't feel bad for these people. Yeah. They're fucking stupid, too. Like, the rule's stupid, but they're just as stupid. Right, right. The I think the the issue is uh like the punishment doesn't match the crime, right? Like if you got uh if you are off by a stroke and like one there's a one hole discrepancy, you don't deserve to be disqualified for the entire event, right? If you want to take a no, two if you so want to take a two stroke penalty card. I understand. So easy. I understand. But if you want to make it a two stroke penalty, go ahead. Well, you can't because then someone's gonna write down uh yeah, someone that makes a someone's going to write down a, a they're going to write down a two on the par five when they made par, take the two stroke penalty, and there's still a one stroke gain. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there, there's you know, make it a five stroke penalty or whatever the fuck it needs to be. Being disqualified from the event is retarded. But a five stroke penalty would still have effectively would have DQ'd him because he would have been he wouldn't have made the cut. So it's like. There isn't like, dude, this system sucks. And that's the thing yeah. is like, because it can't be as simple as. Oh, well, so just have someone central scoring some way, shape or form. It's like, no, because they're too cheap to do that. And you would need one human with every person. And ultimately you would still need the scorecard because the player would still need to verify that the score was correct. So the system doesn't actually change. Um, they would, I don't know how they would have to come up with that. Like it would have to be something crazy. And, and, and then you're rolling into the same thing with like NFL, like, well, that wasn't pass interference. Well, I'm the ref. So that's what it is. You made four. It's like, dude, I made fucking three. Nope. I saw four. You made four. Yeah. It would fucking dude, like that, whatever golfer that was, they go to fucking jail. (laughs) Cause we just said there's millions of dollars on the line and you just took a fucking stroke away from me. Right. No, no, no. Right. You made four. No, I didn't make fucking four. Right. Oh, what are you going to do? Check the cameras? No, system doesn't work. Right. Right. But yeah, I'm just like, that. Like, that's another thing. Now it's like everyone's like, oh, oh, oh we've got to change the rule. No. There's no way to fix this rule. 
without in a re, in a realistic way. Yeah, there is a way to fix it, but it's going to cost way too much money. And when you have like the U.S. Open, and it's 156 players. Good fucking luck. And when you play some of these events that are on multiple courses, so now you need double or triple what right. you just said. Right. Good fucking luck. I don't know, like it's because it, 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 it was like the that was like all the talk of all day yesterday, and then it, it's it's insufferable because some people are like, "Well, the integrity of the game." No, shut the fuck up with the fucking yeah, integrity of the game. The guy yeah, had fucking food poisoning and he rushed out of the fucking tent. Yeah, that's why. Like him and Tiger, they were both fucking sick. Yeah, shit in their pants. <laughs> yeah, he had to go shit himself. It has nothing to do with integrity or fucking old Tom Morris or anything other than he had to shit. That's it. It's literally it. It's not the game you your grandfather played. It's not the game that fucking <laughs> like the architect designed. He had to shit and fucked his score up. That's it. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Yep. So is the punishment correct? Probably not. He had to shit. So you're out. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't I, I don't have a way to fix it. So yeah. it has to stay the same. Like it can't And I don't know if you know the, the answer to this, but is there a um is there like a time requirement? Like you need to hand in your card within like five minutes of you know finishing the eighteenth hole or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you gotta go directly to the tent. You can't so, so maybe like, that's where you change the rule. Maybe you're like, it needs to be in like a half hour late. Like give like allow the guys to like go take a shit after the round. It's just like one of those like, hey man, can I leave the card here? I gotta go fucking shit my pants. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's there is a thing like you 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 are supposed to go directly to the tent. You are supposed for the to the integrity use, of the game. Yeah, fuck you're off. supposed to sign your card. Yeah. Before you leave. And then once you leave the tent, that's it. If it's yeah. wrong, you're fucking out. So maybe that's the opportunity. That's the opportunity to like change the rule, right? Is to get instead of like the, you know, the penalty or anything like that, or, you know, obviously they're not going to hire these people and pay them. Like maybe the opportunity for change is there. Right. Like you change that rule where you don't need to go immediately into the tent, but you have 20 minutes. Right. Or, you know, there's no clock. Right. But it's like within a reasonable amount of time. And your card before the next group comes in like that, like that's the only reasonable time limit. Yeah. Because that's the other thing is like if you like because in this example, it's very like, OK, I got a shit. Yeah. All right, man, you got like 15 minutes. Like that's what you got. Right. Because it's like this card's got to be in. Right. And it's like, if you had to shit that bad, you like, I don't, again, it's like, there probably wasn't anywhere to go on 17, but like, right. I don't know what to tell you, man. This is a very unique situation, but, um, yeah, that's cause that's the other problem is if you don't go right away, then it's like, okay, is this person no carding or is this person withdrawing? Like what, what the fuck is going on here? Right. And that's that's the there is really like no good system because they rely again because the PJ tour relies on volunteers. So each week you're getting someone that maybe does this one once a year. Right. 
Like they don't have staff doing this stuff. And then again, because there's so much money on the line, the game is the way it is. Like what, what, what are you going to have the fucking score stand right next to the caddy behind the bunker? It's like, dude, get the fuck away from me. And then it's like, okay, well, if you stay at a distance, like, are they going to be able to see every, it's a whole fucking thing. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's, it's just dumb, right? It's just a, it's a dumb rule. It's a dumb situation, but. And then also at lower levels, people legitimately cheat on this. Oh stuff. yeah. Not oh. the, not the PGA tour. There's too many cameras, but yeah. On like mini tours and stuff, that would be like a legitimate problem. Yeah. Even corn ferry. Cause a lot of that isn't televised. Right. Yeah, no, I definitely made a three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no, you you chunked a wedge. No, I didn't. <laughs> Fuck, here we go. Yeah. So well we, we need we need less rules and fractions <laughs> in golf though. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It is not helping. It is not helping the golf fan one nope. bit. Nope. Not one fucking inch. But uh, but yeah, that's going to do it. It's going to do it for us. Uh, so if you're watching on YouTube, uh, don't forget to hit subscribe up above. Uh, hit the thumbs up down below. Uh, subscribe if you're an audio-only guy. Uh, if you happen to be using Spotify or Apple, uh, you can leave us five stars and a review. That would be stupendous. Um, what else we got? You can get us on Instagram, at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. Twitter is sarcasm underscore speaks. Facebook is sarcasm speaks. Website sarcasmspeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some merch, and then also take a look at the uh, show notes below. And you see a bunch of links and uh, for some discounts and all kinds of fun uh, products and things like that. Shout out to Element. Uh, I'm just gonna buy some more Element myself. Uh, so you can get a you can get a discount code for your electrolytes down there. So check out all the sponsors in the show notes, support those guys. They're great. And uh, until next time, good night, everybody. <laughs>